You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with... Just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Oh, the weather outside is weather. Now, it is a little... I, I'm doing that singing be to show you that it is the Christmas season. It may not be really pleasant sounding, but this is Jim the Keys bartender coming from Key Largo. I hope you guys are having a good day. I'm having a great day. We've had... Uh, well, we had very temperate... Intemperate, I guess. Warm weather recently. Uh Supposedly for our neck of the woods is going to cool off a bit, but I'm not going to talk about the weather anymore. You know, it's a bit warmer here than wherever you're from. Unless you're from the the mantle or the core of the earth where it's, what, 50,000 degrees. It seems like that sometimes. But we are in the middle of it. We're in uh, less than a week away. And we have uh, all the, I guess, this plethora of Christmas music all over the place. That's all we hear, right? On a lot of the stations and uh, down here, in, in at least in my household, we we uh, have Christmas music. We have Polish Christmas music um, because the, the wife plays uh, a Polish radio station on our Alexa and we're I'm we're looking forward to it we we're all ready I think we're I think we're prepared for the things we have to do not a lot of running to do do around here this is our busy week coming up at in in the keys for tourists and all that people escaping the mild weather the mild weather yeah there hasn't been any Generally, temperature-wise, I know some of the extreme weather we had in the central part of the United States, but generally it's been, except maybe Maine, I think Northern California, you got a lot of snow. They said, the matter of fact, they got all the snowpack they need for 2000, the 2021-22 season. And we here in South Florida seems to be, have seemed to be getting our, the rainfall that we need didn't so all in all pretty good it's easy i guess when you're listening to the news and all that that everything is bad especially with you know what it is why do i have to repeat it i think to this moment we can just forget about it and you know the politics the wars disease the economy in general i guess that's always been happening so we always kind of focus on it. There's always been bad times for people. And this time of year, we just kind of focus on those things that we find 
comfortable. Last week, I, I did that one show where I didn't curse and I didn't see an uptick on it. Maybe I have to do it a couple times, but I don't think it's it's not a natural thing for me. I think I've uh, when I'm expressing myself a lot of times, I got to throw in a shit or fuck or something like that in there. And not that I do that while I'm doing the podcast. Those I use them as a modifier. But, and um, I, I, I say these things to myself when I either driving or reading a newspaper. If someone, let's say I'm reading something about the premiere of China. What's his name? Xi Jinping? No. Lai Ping was the other guy. Jing, Jai, Jing, some or other. There's an X in his name. But he's, um, he's a real plick. Yep, I said it. He's a big plick. For those of you without, that can pronounce the R's, it's prick. All that stuff. And I'm not going to, I'm not talking about world news. You could get that better on the BBC or Bloomberg, whatever your thing of choice. You can get all your, all your news. Here I just kind of, I guess I allude to it. And I'm hoping that, you know, I don't think there's ever going to be a time where the news is just going to be full of happy, happy news. What kind of news would be that? I mean, happy news. You could be saying, well, we, do, we only do the happy news. And all of a sudden you drive down the road and all of a sudden you, you notice that uh, a bridge you cross is gone. Because the happy news didn't tell you that the bridge got swept away in a torrential rainfall. Or that there's a forest fire that's threatening your community. The happy news doesn't tell you that. The happy news doesn't tell you that there's a blizzard on the way or there, there's flooding. So there is, a, there is a service and requirement for the news, and it's not, it's just the way it is. It's going to come, it's going to tell you, you know, that there's a, a flu epidemic, uh, that there's horrible weather coming up, or that your daughter just can't seem to be out of the room while, while you're trying to do a podcast. And she's getting ready. She's getting ready five hours before she leaves. You know, she's just, that's her in the background. I'm just doing it. Look, she's just doing that. And it's very distracting. And we're going to do, we're going to do, I'm going to have her on tomorrow during the day. But we'll do the happy news today. Yesterday, uh, the family unit, we went to, I had bought tickets for post-Christmas for a a walking tour of the Botanical Gardens. Uh, it's Fairchild Botanical Gardens in, what's the name? Of what, I forget the name of the neighborhood. It's in my, it's around Miami. It's not Coral Gables. It's, uh, hey, hon, what's the name of the neighborhood we were in yesterday? Okay, she's not going to tell me that. She's talking to someone else. But it's it's a beautiful neighborhood. We went uh, 
obviously these light shows, it was a light show and you buy these tickets and you take a tour and, and it's beautiful. The nice thing about our neck of the woods is that everything is still in bloom, all the plants. And we go there and there's all these beautiful lights and laser lights and things like that. Uh, they have these Christmas light shows at the other botanical gardens, but since it's winter time, a lot of the foliage is dormant. I don't want to say dead because that's kind of negative. But I didn't have any expectations. And it's really interesting to think uh, the wife asked for tickets for it. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, let's go. And that's a big thing for me because that's not what I would do. About 30 years ago, on that very day, let's say six days before Christmas, my idea of a good time would be going to a strip club and then going out and for a night of drinking. And that's the truth. I, that, that, that was a fun time or on a date with some new, new acquaintance. Yep. Times have changed. Certainly. Not just the drinking part, but the other habits. And it really works for the Christmas holiday uh, traditions. I don't really think that Christmas in the strip club and playing Christmas music is that necessarily appropriate. Because it doesn't really... I don't, you don't, I don't want to hear the Christmas... If, if I was in one, I don't want to hear Christmas music. Maybe like either Run DMC, DMC one, the song they had in uh, Die Hard. And speaking of Die Hard, I was watching uh, this YouTube video about traditions in European countries for Christmas. And the Polish one we were watching, this is a gentleman who's a transplant from Texas, and he married a Polish woman, and he lives over in Poland, and he does YouTube videos about Polish traditions. And he said, the biggest, the two biggest movies, Christmas movies, in Poland at this time of history is Die Hard and Home Alone. I mean, they're, I guess they're considered Christmas movies here because they take place on Christmas. And there is some Christmas thing to it, but there's, other than the, the killing of terrorists, or actually they were blackmailers, right? Uh, hostage takers. I wouldn't technically call that a Christmas. It's a movie that takes place during Christmas. It's set during Christmas. But we went, we went to the Botan Fairchild Botanical Gardens in it's not Coral Gables. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna remember I'm gonna remember the name of it. It's Wow. I mean well whatever. They have these you have these all over the United States, these big cities, and I think it's really important to have these places because here we are in one of the hottest real estate markets in the world. And you got all these acres and acres of beautiful prime real estate. And it's going to be, I mean, there's got to be pressures, people, developers just eyeing it and saying, this is 
prime real estate. We could do so much right here and make so much money. So when when I go and hand over money to a park like that, I understand there is a reason for it. There's a reason why it's so dear. If you think you're just walking through a garden and stuff like that, and you're handing over 35 bucks a piece. Well, it's money well spent. I believe it's money well spent. And it was so, so, so nice. Very, very little holiday. It was more like a fairy garden. You know, fairy garden meaning like the little ones with the, the wings and things like that. Not for the cruder mentions of fairy. Uh, but there was laser lights, lights, and just, and it had a tree. It had a tree with a, uh, I guess they have a, I don't even know how to describe it, a morphed projection of a person's face that's projected on it. He talks to people. It's a live person who has, it's just like a background like we use on social media where you can change yourself to a cat or a wolf or a talking can of soda. So the tree is there answering kids' questions and they're asking a bunch of questions. And some of the questions are pretty good. And while we were sitting nearby listening to some of the questions, I realized they don't ask any tree pertinent questions. They didn't ask what's your favorite kind of structure, you know, which would be like a tree house or something like that. You can always say, well, they never gave the guy a good setup. You know, he's talking to the kids and, but I guess he's doing all right. He has to interact with them. So, but I was getting all antsy and my daughter's there and she said, dad, don't say anything stupid. And I go, that's my middle name. I got to say something stupid. That's just me. It's not, it's what I am. It's part of my being. So I went up and I was waiting and my wife uh, raised her hand and then she pointed over to me and I said to him, what's the f- your favorite way in for representing your familial relationships? And he goes, I don't understand. I said, a family tree. And then he goes, instead of going on, oh, that's funny or something like that, he goes, oh, I don't have family members like that. And that's not necessarily true. I know enough about biology that a tree comes from a seed and a seed comes from another tree. So another tree would be the parent. And I should have explained to him and say, listen, and those other seeds that came off the tree would be kind of like your siblings. And any seeds you put out are kind of like your progeny, your children. But... I realized when I said it, and no one laughed. Absolutely no one. I think some some guy, another dad, just when I was walking by, I laughed. He goes, he understood. That's the uncool dad thing. The nerdy, the nerdy dad. But you know, I didn't have the I didn't have the children either. I didn't have. I mean, I have the, the, my my stepdaughter, but. I didn't have, I could have done that. If I had like, when she was six and seven, that would have been perfect. We would have had a good, good old time with that. And there's a little display where you could walk in front of these, 
they had a little display of lights and you walk in front of it and they had a different chimes going off. Kind of like in the movie Big with Tom Hanks and Robert Loggia are playing on the big keyboard. And I took a video of that and my daughter says, you shouldn't be videotaping other people's children. And I go, oh, that is right. That is bad. That is bad graphics or a bad image. But you're here with me and Abby's here with me. I said, why don't you go over there and do it? But it was absolutely lovely. You go up there, you know, the traffic isn't so bad this week. Next week is the real time. Though when I was traveling today, when I was traveling to do my spin class today, there was a decent amount of traffic. And the nice thing about the spin class in the gym, let me go over this for a while too. Ever since, it, it'll be two years this March when COVID really hit the U.S. and started affecting us here and um, all, all over the United States. But the, the gyms closed for a while and then we reopened. We had to wear masks while we were in the gym. It's only recently, a couple months ago, where they made mask optional at the at it at the gym, and it's just starting to get back to the way it was, or getting close to the way it was before. But originally, when I started back at spin class, there were three, maybe four people. The most we could have was eight. Now I think our classes can go up to 12. I, I've had it over 21, 22 people in, in the size room we have. And that's the amount of bikes we have. And you go to bigger spin classes, they got, you know, you can have 100, 200 people. Matter of fact, I, I went to a, a conference for fitness instructors and they had a whole room, a giant conference room full of brand new spin bikes. And they, it, it seemed to be, I think they said there were 300 people in that spin class, which was fun. And they had the big screens up and they had the laser lights and all that stuff and the music. And it was, I think it was an hour and a half long spin class. Great workout. So today I went in, since I'm talking about it now, and I had maybe seven students and because it's my last class I'm teaching prior, because the gym is closed on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and Christmas Day is the, the it falls on a, a Saturday. I don't have a class, but Friday I normally do Christmas Eve, and that um, I I try to incorporate incorporate Christmas music into the class. And the thing about Christmas music is there's not a lot of variance in the tempo and things like that. So I like to, I don't really talk about it too much, but when I do a class, what I do is I have all this music and I put it in the categories, I, in the speed, like one's for sprinting, one's medium, one's heavy, and that's the resistance levels. And when you have higher resistance, you put in there, you go slower and it stimulates climbing and things like that. So when it comes to Christmas music, it's all kind of like moderately fast. Some of it could be faster if it was adapted. 
adapted for a workout. And uh, I kind of mixed that in today. And I kind of, instead of building a playlist, and I, for me, and this happens a lot of instructors, you make these playlists, these songs, you put them in a row and try to make them somewhat as if you're DJing, right? You want the music kind of blend together. You don't, you're not going to go immediately doing a blues song into a hard rock, right? You want to transition. And that's what I try to do. But I got rid of the playlist because I found whenever you make playlists, you have a tendency to favor some over the others because they're innately better for certain workouts. And so if you build like 25 playlists, I had 25 playlists and the music would be, and I turned out that I would use five playlists more frequently. So what I did is I broke them up and I put them all into different groups of like this is for sprints this is for climbs this is they're, they're all different movements you do in spin you don't need to know that th- and this way i just put it together while i'm working out i'm looking oh we're going to do this now and i look at the kind of people that are in class and i'm see they're not are they working out or are they tired then i can can go into this movement oh this is too many sprints this is too many climbs and i try to do it to kind of be original like a podcast, trying to be original and say, hey, you know, this guy talks a lot about this one particular thing. That would be interesting if I had one of those um, mild form of autism, the whatever that syndrome is, Asperger's syndrome. And he only, and I was fascinated with trains and all he would talk about is trains. And say, this guy fucking talks about trains all the time. This is why I just saw a train today. And this train was a diesel train. And this one was electric. Oh, this one is a coal train. A steam train I saw. In it. Yeah. There's, I'm sure, and I'm sure there's a couple. If I'm, I'm going to go and Google it. I'm sure there's a couple podcasts about trains. There's podcasts about mechanics and uh, biomechanics, people that restore cars. ASMR podcast. Here, here's the AM. This is me drinking coffee. Mm. Ah. Yep, that's an ASMR kind of, that's pretty much it. And you eat a potato chip. Maybe an apple. What's another thing? Popcorn. There's all sorts of podcasts and stuff like that for people with, that's, I guess that's the, there was always a time that certain people were just fascinated by certain particular narrow subjects. One particular subject. It's like, there's a, probably a booby podcast where guys talk about women's breasts. I can, that would probably be a really good um genre for some people but I don't know if you really want to do a something that's verbally based on something that people get visually stimulated by right it's like talk dirty podcast that's probably a good one dirty talk podcast 
Um, what's the other ones? Shoebox Collector Podcast. I'm just looking at Shoebox. Hats. People that talk about hats. People that talk about socks. People that talk about Magic 8-Ball. I'm doing Magic 8-Ball Podcast. Where people ask questions and just read it. Okay, the Magic 8-Ball says, rarely. Oh, that's exciting. Or there's the How to Take Care of Your Laptop podcast. The Foot Fanciers podcast. And I am certain that because of the numerous, and we've done these statistics prior to this, that each one of those things, there is one that focuses on it. There's a paint by number podcast. I haven't checked it, but I'm sure there is. Someone who just says, oh, this is the color. I use different colors when I do paint by numbers. I use different brushes. Right? There's a popsicle stick uh, construction podcast. I don't know, but I'm sure there is. There's over a million different podcasts out there. Most of them don't get past the first episode. And fortunately for you, or maybe unfortunately for you, I have gotten past the first one. I've gotten past the first 500. And I'll tell you something. When I hear those numbers, a million podcasts, and realize I'm one in the million, I go, God, what chance do I have? It's like being one of those Guys showing up at a high school dance. My high school dances. I remember having that fake polyester shirt. The shitty Virgo uh, astro sign medallion. Astro- astrological sign medallion. Uh, the, with Yves Saint Laurent. What was it? Yves Saint Laurent? Uh, not... The Yves Saint Laurent cologne, my hair parted in the middle, and you're just one of the group of 14, 15, and 16-year-old guys standing in a corner looking for a girl to dance to, and just going up, asking them to dance. That was my first foray into the uh, relationships. I mean, I've done that before. I mean, I've taught, not danced, but my first foray into attempting to it. When you're 13, 14, I was just talking, trying to talk to him. I was a slow learner, very slow learner. I didn't know at the time. All I had to do is say, hi, my name's Jim. What's your name? Like this and ask him and ask him some questions. Oh, do you go to school here? I didn't. I haven't seen you before. So you like? Would you like? Would you like to dance? Do you like this music? You look very nice today. And that's it. and you could say that. And he goes, "Hey, listen, I'm just here to have a good time." You know what I mean? No, you don't want to say that. But you say, "Yeah, I'm just. Here. I'm hoping. I'm hoping to meet someone nice. That's it. You don't want to be too forthcoming, I guess." That would sound a little desperate for a 15-year-old said, well, I'm hoping to find someone that, a stepping stone relationship. So I can get up, maybe, hopefully, 
trying to get first base. Trying to get to first base. If I'm lucky, second base, though I haven't been there yet. Uh, I'm not even, oh, I mean, third base. Holy crap, that would be incredible. And I wouldn't know how to, I wouldn't know how to steal home, home plate. I would not. And that you shouldn't steal, you should be given permission. You should be giving permission for all those bases, actually. It's not like taking. There's no stealing. I mean, there are people that try to and do, but uh, I guess that metaphor is the one thing that kind of falls apart. So, I I even I even forgot where I was starting with that stuff. I was I was talking about school. I was talking about the clothing. Blah, blah, blah. Let's go back, 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 back. Talking about relationships, this, that, and the other thing. Nicknames. I wasn't talking about nicknames, but I wanted to. I wrote it down in my book of ideas. My book of a million ideas. No, it's not a million. It's a couple, a couple hundred of them. But nicknames. A lot of places give nicknames to their regulars. And I'm talking about restaurants and bars. I'm sure there are a Starbucks where they call Mr. Low Fat Latte or a Miss uh, Shits a Lot. You know, Miss Shits a Lot always borrows the keys to the bathroom and disappears for 40 minutes. But in in bars and restaurants, there are there is an instance of people getting. I I think it has to do with the creativity of the staff and how much they're on. What would you call it? On the same page, right? When you're on the same page with your coworkers. Last night, I rarely watched the whole movie because I think it's really disgusting with some of the things they did in the movie. Waiting. Right? But what it did get right is the way that the community of workers, the way they interact with each other. You got front of the house and back of the house. Different routines they get together. There was uh, one thing, uh, an ongoing uh, game they played, and it was the guys. And the guys try to show their, their private parts to another guy without them knowing ahead of time. So they would walk in and look. And then, depending on how much exposure they looked at it, how long, they, well, what they were doing, they would kick them in the ass from one to, four, you know, one to five times. And they had different names for it. They had the back wing, the goat, and all that stuff. And it was pretty interesting. But that... That idea, I have to say in the 80s, that that happened way before that movie came out. And in the 80s, I lived in a fraternity house. And we didn't necessarily do it in, a, in our fraternity house. But a friend of mine at another fraternity house would tell me about these, these routines they would do. To get guys to look at their junk. And they had. The, one of them was the watch. And the other was the broken thumb. 
and let me tell you a couple uh, of a broken thumb. The broken thumb was when someone would take their manhood and put it in their hand and hold it with capping it with the other one. And sometimes guys are a little more creative, would get ketchup or things like that and put it around it. And then we got to go, ah, and scream real loud. And they say, come here, come here. And he said, listen, I think I broke my thumb. And someone get, could you take a look at it? I'm afraid to look at it. And the person would uncover it. And it would be, I'm not going to go into details of it because you all have imaginations. That was the broken thumb. And the guy could get up real close. The closer they got to it, the better. And you just say, hey, you're, you know, and just say, I can't believe you're looking at my thing. And the other one was a watch, the brand new watch. That was really kind of interesting. And that was where a guy would take his uh, manhood, kind of stretch it over his hand, a wrist. And if they were really created, creative, they would draw uh, a, a little face of a, uh, a watch on it. And people would go and say, hey, listen, I got this new watch. You want to take a look at it? Now, where your hand was should have gave the person a, whenever you see your arm real low, you should have said, hey, I'm, I think there's a chance someone's going to be showing their, me their dick. Well, and you stretch it over and you look down and say, hey, check out my new watch. And I look at it. Hey, you're looking at my dick. Yep. That's immature. That's it. And the nice thing about that, the nice thing, in the non-Me Too movement uh, thing, is that guys did it to guys. And they're usually in the same community of gross guys, which made sense. Now, the other behaviors were toxic. I don't think necessarily guys doing that to each other is necessarily uh, that bad. Now, when you incorporate it to someone else, I think that's horrible. Like if you have someone that's unwittingly not participating in it. If you walk in and you get a room in a fraternity house, if you're living in a room in a fraternity house in the 1980s, if you don't see someone's dick without wanting to see someone's dick, then you haven't really lived in that house. On a regular basis, I used to go into, I'd get up early in the morning just so I can have the bathroom to myself and no one would come in there, just so I can shave, shower, Take care of my business. No reason to go through all the details. You know what happens in the bathroom. But sometimes when we were shaving, there was a friend of mine. He would get up early too. He was an early riser. I never understood because he'd go to bed around 1 o'clock, 1 or 2 o'clock. And I'd be up at like 5.30. And the guy would get up and he'd sit. Uh, the toilet was about one foot from the sink on the, on the floor I was living on in a fraternity house. And there was about... Eight guys on each floor. So it's not too crowded, you know. He's not, guys aren't always in the bathroom taking time. It was girls, eight, eight girls of a bathroom. I guess that would be incredible in the 80s because of all the blow drying and all that stuff. But I'm there shaving and brushing my teeth. And the guy come in to take a shit. And he sit there and he goes, hey, hi, Jimmy. How you doing? And I'm like this. I've never seen anybody that comfortable. And I was in the Navy. Oh, my God. You're just not, you just go in and take care of your business and you go out. This guy's having a conversation with me. You know, he's taking a shit. That's not something I ever got comfortable with. Having a conversation with someone while they're taking care of business. The only thing grosser than that, if the guy came in, I'd say, hey, listen, I know you're taking a shit, but I just came in and masturbated in the sink. 
that would be that would be worse, wouldn't it? Merry Christmas, everyone. I know it's a horrible thing, but I don't mean to gross you out. I know it's a gross episode, but you know what? I am a bartender, and they work out. Oh, this could be it. I'm going to pause this for a second. This could be the guy I'm waiting for. I'll be back. Recording. Okay, yeah, that was a... That was not the man in my dreams. That was a man I was waiting to give me a call for a loan signing, which is fortunate because this is the time that I was preparing to end the show. I'd like to thank everyone for downloading. I'm I'm still looking for that 100,000 downloads before the end of the year. It's going to change. Uh, it will change the makeup of the show. It won't change the contact. It can change the quality. It could change the... Uh, presence of other people on the show because the more listeners, the more resources we have. And that's what I want. And I don't ask you to go on to Patreon and give me money and all that stuff. I'm going to go pure numbers. Pure numbers. With the quality of the conversation. With the fake dick watch and all that stuff. Yes. It's innovative, isn't it? But that those numbers, and I'm not going to say, listen, I'll promise you one thing. If this show has great success, you'll hear this from thinking, it will not change me. It will, it will change me. Do you want to see why it changed? You'll see. I'll be drinking from big-ass, jewel-encrusted chalice during the show. Once you get that, and I'll do a live feed, and I'll do it from someplace interesting. I'll do a live video feed. But uh, keep on downloading them. I'm looking for that 100,000 before the end. Of, I know it can happen. It's just a little click. And once I start getting featured on iTunes and Spotify, it'll poo. And it's already, you know what? We did get listed in number four bartending podcasting. Yes, I know that's a big deal. I appreciate it. But we got to move. You know, that's why the front, the windshield is so much bigger than the rear mirror, the mirror, okay? Because you want to see where you're going. You don't have to see where you've been. Okay, this is Jim. I'll probably be back later. I'll talk to you later. Bye. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra 
extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SIMPLE for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SIMPLE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SIMPLE for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. 